Well, if you have your Bibles with you this evening, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. We're going to be considering verses 8 through 20 this evening. And once again, if you would like to follow along in the outline of the sermon, you can find that on the inside of your bulletin. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. And I'll go ahead and read in verse 1 for context. But before I do, join me once again in prayer. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord, that you would open your word to us now. Lord, we pray that we would see wonderful truths, be encouraged, be reminded, uh, be joyful, Lord. Rejoice and praise your holy name for all that you have done as we consider this passage. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Hear now the very word of God written for you and for me today. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea. To the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing. That has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Amen. Thus far the reading of God's holy word, and may God add his blessing to the reading of his word to us. 
Well, beloved, when a child is born, it's an exciting time, isn't it? Even in our congregation, we've experienced this recently as we rejoice with the Butler family. It's a time that has been long awaited as the baby has been growing in his or her mother's womb for many months. There is much anticipation for his or her arrival. And when the baby is delivered, there is much joy. The immediate family takes in those precious moments with their newborn in the, in the hospital or the birthing center or even in their home, whatever the case may be. And such wonderful moments to witness and to see and to touch and even to hear this glorious gift from the Lord. And then it's time to do what? It's time to share the news, isn't it? Pictures, video, phone calls, social media blows up with congratulations from friends and from extended family. Visits are starting to come, and off you go together as a growing family. Well, much of this scene, especially regarding the joy and excitement, was very true in the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yet, in a different time, in a different setting, by different announcers to a different audience, about the birth of a child who would fulfill prophetic words. This evening, we will focus our attention on the angelic announcement of Christ's birth to the shepherds and their response as they went to go see and then to proclaim. And let's consider the announcement to the shepherds in verses 8 through 14. The shepherds' contemplation and their action in 15 and 16 and then the shepherd's proclamation in verses 17 through 20. So look with me at verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Notice that there was this grand announcement. And yet to unexpected people by many's estimation. Similar to the announcement to Mary, we find a heavenly messenger and a lowly audience. A heavenly messenger and a lowly audience. Luke tells the details as he takes us to the scene on the hills surrounding the city of Bethlehem. And here we find the shepherds doing what? They're, they're busy. They're at work. They're doing their job. They're keeping watch over this flock at night. Now, keep in mind, shepherds in those days didn't have nine-to-five jobs and go home necessarily. Notice what the text says. They lived in the fields with the flock they tended to. And as the flock moved around grazing the fields, the shepherd was close by with them day and night. Now, what was true of shepherds in biblical times? Did they have high esteem by others in society? No, absolutely not. They were considered to be low and despised by other people. In Genesis 46, verse 34, Joseph told his family that the Egyptians viewed shepherds as an abomination. And therefore, because that was true... Joseph told his family to say that they had the occupation of shepherds so that they would get the land of Goshen. But here we see the Jews despised them because their work 
prevented them from keeping the ceremonial law. And some viewed them as thieves due to their travel around the country. Some also viewed them as unreliable. And further, they weren't allowed to testify in court. However, most scholars also believe that the shepherds the angels visited were different than just any shepherd. And that these particular shepherds didn't care for ordinary flocks. They are believed to have watched over the temple flock, singular. Notice it's singular in the text, which had the sheep that were raised for sacrifice. And that's important connection. It's important uh, type and pointing to Christ there. They were the shepherds that watched over the temple flock. And so you see the significance here, right? The shepherds who cared for the sheep that would be sacrificed as types and shadows pointing to the Lamb of God, who would be sacrificed to save his people, they would tend to that flock, and they would, they would witness the birth of the shepherd king. Now Luke tells us that they were watching over the flock at night. Now note they, they weren't asleep, but they were keeping watch. They were fully awake. They weren't half asleep to where they wouldn't know or understand what they saw. Maybe they were in some type of sleepy stupor. And when the angels appeared, they would kind of be bewildered at what was going on. No, they were fully awake. They were, they were alert and they were sober. And so as they watched, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, Luke tells us. And what was true? They were greatly Again, we see this connection time and again, even in the text in Matthew 1 that we considered this morning, don't we? When Mary encountered Gabriel, she was afraid. She said, do not be afraid. When we see the encounter with Joseph, he was afraid. He said, do not be afraid. Here we see the same here. They were greatly afraid. And if you think about it, these shepherds worked many nights where unusual incidents un undoubtedly occurred. However, this night was different. As they watched, suddenly an angel of the Lord stood before them. Not only did he appear to them, but the glory of God shone around them. You know, wow. <laughs> Whoa. This is different. This is intimidating. This is fearful. To be standing in the presence of an angelic messenger of the Lord, and for the glory of God to be shining around them. They would be afraid. They literally feared a great fear. They were terrified. But notice that this same Greek phrase is in Mark 4.41, when the disciples were fearful after Jesus calmed the storm. Remember, Mark wrote, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Great fear, terrified, scared out of their boots. And so the shepherds here were not just a little concerned. They were greatly afraid. And this angelic messenger of God had a message to them. And for them, though, again, we see the same pattern of joy and peace. Joy and peace. Look at verse 10. Do not be afraid. 
For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Now there's an interesting fact here. That when the angel of the Lord appears announcing the birth of Christ, whether it be Gabriel to Mary or this angel to the shepherds, though the sight and the scene was fearful, their messages began with the command, do not be afraid. It's a command in the original language. Beloved, there is no reason to fear when God is pleased to speak to us, bringing good news. Again, the signs and the scene may be terrifying, but yet his message, and really his grace, his work through the message, brings peace, good news, great tidings, great joy. And so this angel gives them the message, and he gives them a sign. He tells them something they will be able to see when they get to Bethlehem to verify that what he told them was true in order to find the Christ child. What would be true? How would they be able to identify him and see him? And how then would they be able to say, yes, what they said was true, here he is. And what were they told? The angel told them that he brought them good tidings, good news. Literally, this is the word that we get evangelism from. He brought the gospel, the good news, good news bringing great joy, and good news bringing great joy always brings great joy, doesn't it? Especially the good news of the gospel. And this good news of great joy, he said, is to all people. Now here the angel of the Lord informs these Jews that this good news isn't just for them, but it's for the Gentiles too. The Jews should have understood this, knowing the Old Testament prophecies. But here it is clear. And we see that these shepherds, by God's work, understood. But the angel also tells them that it is good news of peace. Peace with God. And this peace will come because one is born unto them. Look at verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And so here they are told that this child who had been born is the Savior. The reason for his birth is to save sinners, just as we considered in Matthew 1. Right? His name shall be Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. So the reason for his birth is to save sinners. He is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the Lord. Even then, at his birth. So they are given the message. And then they are given the sign in verse 12. That Christ would be wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And so they weren't only told to believe, but they were told to believe and see. And that that sight would even further aid their belief. But Luke then tells us that following the message, this angel was joined by what? A multitude of others. Look at verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, 
glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. My friends, God had, as it were, opened the veil between the seen and the unseen world. All of a sudden, these men in the seen world saw an angel. And then all of a sudden, the veil was opened a little more, and they saw a heavenly host of angels, literally a multitude of the heavenly army, the soldiers of heaven. And they were afraid when they saw one angel, and the glory of the Lord was around them, and then there was a multitude after that. What a glorious sight that must have been. Here was this glorious sight of this multitude of the angelic hosts praising God, even after, and importantly after, the angel had commanded them to not be afraid. For he had good news for them. However, much more important than the sight of these messengers was the message they proclaimed. And importantly, this message in the Greek tells us that even the angels themselves received benefit in the proclamation. They received benefit as they told the shepherds and gave the announcement to them regarding Christ's birth. They were thrilled. They were rejoicing sincerely from the heart for the good news that they brought. The writer to the Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 1.6 that when the Father brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. The writer informs us that God the Father commands the angels to worship Christ as, at his incarnation. And obviously, that is exactly what the heavenly host is doing here, which God allowed the shepherds to see. So they say, glory to God in the highest. See how the angels can't contain their joy. The, the long-awaited Messiah had been born. Glory to God in the highest is in the superlative. And this means that in the heavens of the heavens, in the presence of God, glory be to him. This is a great ascription of praise. They say on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Literally, peace, God's good pleasure toward men. In other words, the reconciler, the ultimate perfect peacemaker has come. There is peace on earth because of God's good will toward men through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the good pleasure of God who was among men. And the point is that the angelic host worshiped God for his gospel message that he had been merciful to his people and made peace with them in sending Christ who would in time die for our sins and thus bringing reconciliation. But then notice that Luke tells us that the, angelic, the angels return to God in heaven. We see the shepherd's contemplation in verse 15. And what did the shepherds do with this news? Look at 15. Luke tells us the angels had gone away, the veil was closed, so to speak, and after the angels left, we see a response from the shepherds that shows us that they believed what they heard. They didn't doubt. They weren't confused. What did they say? They said, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. It's not maybe it came to pass or 
Yeah, we've been told it's come to pass, but we need to figure that out and verify. Trust and verify, right? No. They said, let us go and see this thing that has come to pass. They believed. They saw the angel, they heard the angel, and they believed what they heard. Isn't it exciting to see the confidence and the trust that comes with faith? They heard, they believed, and they went with haste, Luke tells us. With haste. They didn't waste any time. They were told what they could find. They were told to go, and they went. Look at verse 17. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. So the shepherds went with haste. They saw Mary, Joseph, and Jesus lying in a manger just as they had been told. And having seen Jesus, what did they do? They then told everyone else about him and what they had seen and heard. And in verse 18, Luke says, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. They were amazed. This is incredible. But then we find the shepherds doing what in verse 19? They believed, they went, they saw. It was confirmed. And now they worship. Mary pondered or considered these things in her heart, the text says. And the word pondered here literally means that she turned them over in her heart. She treasured them. She thought about them. This wasn't just something that was passing or fleeting that she didn't spend much time on. No, she, she really meditated and thought about these things and uh, treasured them in her heart. But notice in verse 20, we're told that the shepherds returned, doing what? Glorifying and praising God. They went back to work. But they returned having been changed. They went back to work, but they returned having been changed. And so hearing the news and witnessing the arrival of a new baby, as I said in the beginning, it's exciting and it's joyful, especially this child, especially Jesus. Take with you some wonderful things here that we learn from these shepherds. God gave them the honor, not only by sending the first announcement of the birth of the Messiah to them, but also in being the first evangelist, the first to spread the news of the Son of God coming into the world, having been born in Bethlehem. But secondly, they were working and going about their duties when they received this announcement. They were where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be there, doing what they were supposed to do. They were simple working men, transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. And when they were terrified, what did they do? They still listened to God's word. And that's important. When they were terrified, they listened to God's word. When we're afraid, we need to listen to his word. We need to listen to what he says. With God's help, we can have comfort and peace. 
with the strength to control our fears instead of our fears controlling us. But then also see how they were then filled with zeal and commitment to go and seek. The shepherds knew that the good news about Christ was to them, but not about them. The angels came and they gave them the good news, but it wasn't about the shepherds. It was about Christ. It was about Jesus, and, and having seen him, they were overjoyed to go and tell everyone about him. And so the wonderful news of the gospel is good tidings of great joy, that we should have a similar response to the shepherds, and as the shepherds did. We, too, should hear these good tidings of great joy, and we should be overjoyed and filled with zeal to go and tell. Has this good news truly brought you great joy? Have you been filled with joy in Christ because of the peace that He has bought and brought you due to God's good will for you? Christ is the fountain of mercy and grace. In his death, God put our sins judicially on Christ. Jesus paid for them, and God imputed Christ's righteousness to us. We are at peace with God. The message of his birth that points us to his death and resurrection is indeed good tidings of great joy. May we too be overjoyed to go and tell the good tidings of Jesus to all that he brings across our path. Amen. Let's pray together.